Podcast Answer Man, episode 89. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. Cliff Ravenscraft here, and today I'm going to be sharing some rather sad news about a company I was almost affiliated with rather closely, and also going to be giving my response to a recent blog entry that once again tries to claim that podcasting is dead. Oh, anyway, where do we go from here? How do I start this off? Well, first of all, let me explain to you about this company that I was once affiliated with that has some uh, rather sad news to share. And uh, kind of looking back, I'm just kind of glad that I was I, I decided when I did not to affiliate myself with this company. So let's see, how do I start this off? Because one of the things I want to do here is I don't want to ruffle any more feathers than I need to ruffle. In fact, I don't think that any feathers need ruffling. Uh, you know, feathers seem to get themselves ruffled a whole lot without my helping things along. But sometimes if I'm not careful, I tend to ruffle further, I guess. Anyway, I don't know if I even needed any of that. Uh, Good thing I don't do post-production. Otherwise, uh, you would have never noted that I just said all that stuff. But anyway, moving forward is where we're going. And we're going to talk about this company called Podango. Now, for those of you who have been longtime listeners of GSPN.TV, you may recognize the name Podango. And especially for those of you listening to the podcast Answer Man all this time, you probably will remember it from about, I guess, just over one year ago. Uh, Back in September of 2007, I announced that I was going to be going into podcasting and new media full time as a career and uh, that I would basically my my original intent, my original intent was that I was going to go into podcasting, uh, mainly consulting work as my primary source of income, and that uh, that to help supplement that income, there would be podcast equipment sales, and and then the third area uh, or third stream of income, which probably you know would would be hopefully sufficient, you know, or or. Uh, substantial, you know, at least nothing to sneeze at. But I, I, I figured that that there would be some money that could probably be generated through bringing in some kind of sponsorship or advertising revenues from the content that I produced. And because I wanted to get so involved and so, you know, get get the name out there and and build a client database and all the or client database, uh, a, a base of clients to work with on a regular basis. I decided that at the that point in time, I was not interested in doing the legwork of going out and finding sponsors, going out and finding advertisers, and then convincing them of the worth of my of placing their ad revenue in my shows. And the reason why I didn't want to do that is because, well, first of all, I I already had experienced that when I was doing podcasting as a hobby for the the two years prior. And so I knew how difficult it is. And and sure, I knew I could probably pull some of that stuff off, but it it was it was actually a secondary thought as as far as a priority for me. I really felt that when I made this decision decision to go into podcasting full time, that it would really be 
me making a primary income out of consulting and equipment sales. And that, you know, if, if the content that I produced brought in any income, then, then that would be excellent. And I expected it to bring in some. So enter in the, the, the name Podango. And of course, I looked at many other folks out there too. I, 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 I really didn't look too far into Podshow, which is now Mevio. Uh, and the only reason is uh, nothing against them personally, but, uh, you know, I, I, I did look at a contract with them a long time ago and I, and there was just so much in there that, that, that I didn't like, I, and I'm not going to share any of that. I, I did, I did agree to a non-disclosure on their contract, uh, but there was enough in there that I didn't like that, that just, eh, I didn't even want to work around and try to renegotiate. It was just it wasn't for me at the time, and I, I guess I'll have to admit that back when I looked at it, it was this was still a hobby as well. But when I decided to go at it full time, I really didn't think that that was the route for me to go. Uh, and, and it really came down to two different places that I was looking to turn to possibly bring in some some revenue from this thing. One of them was my good friend over there at Raw Voice or Blueberry, uh, and and his name is Todd Cochran. And I, I considered talking to those folks about the possibility of of quote unquote monetizing my content uh, with them. And so, so they were, they were one company that I was considering looking into. Uh, and then when I went to PodCamp Boston, uh, it's actually PodCamp Boston 2, I actually ran into a guy named Doug Smith over there at Podango, or, or from Podango. He happened to be the president and one of the co-founders of Podango. And Doug was a great guy. He is a great guy. He really is. And, and I can just tell you he's got a genuine heart and, and they really seem to be more along the lines of, you know, very, they were more on the business oriented side of things. And, and of course, you know, well, let's just say there was a lot of appealing things about my discussions with them. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, I was just looking to find something that would bring in, you know, some ad revenue to some of this content. And I, so that I quote unquote, didn't have to worry about it. Now I got their contracts and again, I, I had, uh, agreed to, you know, non-disclosure information about their contracts as well. So I won't give you any disclosure of, of, of basically what that contract and, uh, all was all about. But I will tell you that there was only a few things, a handful of things that I didn't like about the original contract that if, if I were going to go with it, I would have negotiated. Um, and, and in fact, we talked, I talked with Doug over a course of actually a couple months before making any decisions. And I almost made my decision. It was nearly exactly one year ago today. Matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if it was exactly one year ago today that I made the decision to not sign with them, that I actually called them up and said, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. I don't want you to feel like I was just spinning your wheels. This is, this actually is something that's been heavy on my heart, but, uh, this, this isn't the right thing for me. Now, um, let me explain to you some things that if, oh, there goes my Twitter message. And, uh, do, 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 do. Been out all day. Uh, we'll be here all day tomorrow. Call me when you want to chat or Skype, uh, Geek News Central. And, uh, I'm actually, uh, talking about, 
uh, talking about a tweet here that just came in from uh, Todd Cochran because I asked him if he'd be interested in uh, joining me for a chat. So let me uh, send him a direct message. I'm going to pause real quick. Okay, so I sent him a direct message over there and and to see what's going on, uh, to see if he's available in about 15 minutes. We'll find out. But anyway, um, one of the things that I was going to negotiate in my contract was I was really concerned about um, this moving over to Podango and their network. Uh, one of the things that, that was quite... Um, uh, straightforward was the fact that they were going to try to include my content into, uh, you know, not into other networks. They were actually going to bring me on as a premium or premier or whatever network partner. So mine would be at a, a kind of a top level partnership with them. That, but then under, but they wanted to also, um, maintain RSS feeds on their site that were not my own. For example, I have all of my own. Uh, you know, all of my own feeds for all of my own shows. And I remember this was a huge issue back when I was working with TalkShoe. If you went to my quote unquote TalkShoe page, there were RSS feeds on the site. And um, it took me forever to negotiate the, the right deal to get those RSS feeds removed because I didn't want people to come to my talk show page, which for me was just a service that I used for live shows. But when people came there, there was very much a a feeling that if you come to the site, there's a little thing that says subscribe here. And I had some folks that were confused by this, and I call this feed confusion. And I'm getting a really weird na- noise in the background. Tell you what, let me go close my window real quick. Sorry about that. I just all of a sudden out of nowhere in my headphones, I started to hear, you know, my compressor. I have a I have this gate on it, uh, which allows no noise to come in until after it breaks a certain threshold. And I just started to hear the static in the background. And sure enough, it was the window was open and and there was, it's pouring down raining outside. So I was actually hearing the rain come through so anyway sorry about that what but any there's this thing called feed confusion so people would come to my talk shoe page and they would actually subscribe to my podcast using the talk shoe feed which of course talk shoe does not get any of my real content all of my really high high quality audio content in fact uh even if i did put all my high quality uh, you know, great content on there. They certainly would have never got any of my video content if I would have actually uh, wanted to release a video episode in any of my podcasts and st- stuff like that. So basically what I had to do is consistently, I had to record little audio recordings that said, you know, hey, if you're getting this podcast episode, that means that you're subscribed to a talk show feed. We want to let you under, we, let me explain to you what, you know, how you may have come across the feed and how you've subscribed to this show. Uh, what I wanted you to do is please unsubscribe from this feed and go to gspn.tv slash subscribe, find the show that you want, or actually the all-inclusive feed is great, and subscribe there using that feed. And so I would randomly, I would have to release these in there until finally I negotiated a way to have those, had the folks over at TalkShoe uh, hard code my own personal site without any RSS feeds. And uh, once they removed those, it was great. There's no more feed confusion. 
So that was one of the issues I was going to have with Podango. I, you know, one of the things that um, I was going to do is I was going to sign a two sign a two year contract with them, and after the two years, I wanted to make sure that you know, let's just say I over the course of two years, I brought a lot of value to their network. I brought a lot of additional exposure to their network, but at the same time, I would have expected that they would have brought some exposure to my network of podcasts and and stuff like that. And I wanted to make sure that any and all of my audience members that I had accumulated during that period of time that I was with them, I want to make sure that if I ever left Podango, that all of those subscribers were subscribed to my feeds, not Podango's feeds, but my feeds. Now, um, that's going to come into play here in just a little bit. But uh, really, when it came down to it, um, there was something that was said right down at the wire. I mean, I was literally, I was ready to start negotiating this contract, ready to sign off on it, and and something just out of the blue happened in a one last phone call. I mean, and, and I'm so glad that that phone, especially today, with the news that came out just recently, I'm very thankful that that phone call took place. And here's what it is. Let me first set up and tell you, at the time, I was producing about 10 podcasts. And this was a year ago. And so I had these 10 different shows that I was doing. You know, there was the Weekly Lost Podcast, the Heroes Podcast. We were doing the Grey's Anatomy Podcast, Private Practice Podcast. I, I was doing the podcast Answer Man. I was doing My Crazy Life. I was doing About the Church and um, Help I Got a Mac and a couple other shows. So I had about 10 different podcasts. Now, at that time, my my big you know front runner, of course, was the Weekly Loss Podcast with about twenty to 30,000 downloads uh Per episode, which, you know, depends on if the show is, you know, in season or not. And then, of course, we had about seven or eight thousand downloads of the Grey's Anatomy fan podcast at the time. And and then, of course, my other shows were were in in the, you know, couple, maybe three, four, five hundred people downloading each of the other episodes that we produce. And no matter what new show I would launch, it was guaranteed that I have at least 350, 400 downloads as a result of people who are subscribed to the all-inclusive feed at the time. And so I shared all this information and, and I explained that, you know, this audience is an extremely loyal audience and, and, it, and, you know, that it's, it's kind of a network thing, you know, it, it, this, we are our own network. And so, uh, Doug seemed very excited about this at first, but in this last phone call, he said something, and and I'm certain that this is not included any kind of uh, non-disclosure. This has nothing to do with that contract, but here's here is just a comment that he made that kind of really concerned me about signing with Podango at the time. And here's what he said: He said, "Cliff, ha- have you ever considered?" narrowing everything down to just two shows because I really see where we could bring the most value to you is if we could bring you the big sponsors because that's who we're going after. You know, we we, we want to go after the big corporate sponsors that are going to sign long-term lucrative contracts 
and and it's those those kind of sponsors are really get really excited when they see you know a targeted audience of 150,000 or so or even 100,000 listeners have you ever considered you know kind of trimming down the number of shows that you do and really focus and work hard on getting your numbers up to the 100,000 on maybe two of your shows and I will tell you that kind of, you know, it, it, I was not offended by that, but I was very concerned because here's the deal. While I won't tell you any percentages, I will tell you that the contract was all about the fact that if, you know, that if they, oh, great. Uh, Todd says that he is going to be available uh, in just a minute. I'm going to pause and and respond to him real quickly. And I'm back again. All right, so that's exciting. I'm glad we'll be able to talk to Todd, and and uh, we'll I'll explain how that'll fit here, fit in here in just a few minutes. And hopefully, I'll just not forget to to, to bring him in here in in the next 15 minutes. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, okay. So there was the there was the the contract is all about the fact that if they bring in a a, a big corporate sponsor or, or a sponsor of any kind um, the deal would be that I would get a certain percentage of that of all that income and they would get a certain percentage of all that income and here's the thing though if I brought in people like my own smaller time sm- sponsors if you will uh, something that brought in maybe eight hundred dollars a month or whatever um, then what would happen is they I would get a percentage and they would still get a percentage now of course if I bring it in my my percentage that I keep is slightly higher and and again I'm not going to go over the percentages but uh, I, I will tell you that it was it was it was definitely uh, over and above the the regular partner um agreements that they have it was it was uh for the network premium premier whatever they call those the it's the same thing that you know mommy cast and some other folks were were um you know signed with so so anyway that that's that's the deal that was going on is but here here's what here's what i took that convert that very last conversation to say it's like cliff unfortunately I, I'm saying this in such a way that we hope that if you join with us, and, and I'm not saying this is what Doug said because I can't, I, I, I didn't ask Doug to clarify. I just got enough of a vibe to know that, yeah, you know what? Let me rethink this here. So basically what I, what I kind of came away with was, you know, Cliff, we're really hoping, you know, we really see your passion for podcasting. There's no question about that. I'm, I'm totally assuming some, some thoughts here. Um, we, we totally get your zeal for podcasting and, and we really believe that you have what it takes to, to, to make it in podcasting. Uh, we'd love to bring you on as a network partner because, well, it's only a win-win for us. I mean, it's not like I could do anything to hurt them at all. Uh, but it's only a win for me if, if they find me some sponsors, right? So, so basically it, it's, it's almost as I felt like they were interested in me coming there. And with this last little comments, like, listen, we're hoping that you'll get at least your, not your overall audience, because in, in fact, the, the comment actually says, you know, I, we almost, I th- believe that sponsors would see more value in one or two shows with 150 to, 100 to 150,000, uh, uh, member audience than to have 10 shows with smaller audiences equaling a hundred thousand. 
uh, or you know, or ten shows with smaller audiences, whatever. However, he said it. But anyway, what it sounded like to me is like you know, just so you know, no, no promises. Let me just let me just make sure that we're not over promising and under delivering. Uh, you know, we hope that you can get up to that hundred thousand. That build those numbers is what I heard. And we might be, and that's where we're really going to come through and help you. And I felt like what was going to happen is, well, if they didn't feel like they were going to get the corporate sponsors or if the corporate sponsors weren't going to get all excited about gspn.tv content, then probably, you know, the only kind of deals that I'm going to get are the ones that I negotiate, which then, of course, I have to give up a good deal of my income on. And so I thought to myself, you know what? It doesn't sound to me like they're interested in, in, you know, the, the low tens of thousands of listeners and in the thousands of listeners that I might have with some of my shows. And, and, and it's only when I get into the, you know, tens of tens of thousands, you know what I'm saying? Or the, the, the 50,000, the 75,000, the 150,000 that, you know, that's really what I felt like, you know, that's where they felt like they were going to be able to help me. And anything smaller than that was not going to be that lucrative for either of us. And, and that's, that's the way it came out. And so I decided at the last minute, regardless of the feed confusion, regardless of, you know, so, some of the other stuff as far as where you have to put your content, you know, for one thing, I didn't want their free hosting. I wanted to continue to keep my media on my servers, my media, my servers. And, and I just wanted, to, I just wanted them to be a distribution outlet of the, of the, the content as far as getting the word out, pointing people to my stuff. And of course, the main gist of the contract, the deal is to get me some sponsorship. And sure, I'll say, share some revenue with you if you find me some great stuff. I'm hoping you got a sales force out there. Well, um, I just wasn't feeling it, and especially when that last co- bit of conversation happened. And and so, with all of that said, I decided very early on, right at this time last year, just before the new year started, I called Doug up and I called the girl that I that was going to help me work on my transition over to their network, and I just called it off last minute. Says I'm sorry, I can't sign this contract, and you know, I I I've really given a lot of thought, and it has a lot to do with the. The comment that you made about, you know, the the focusing on just one or two shows and growing the numbers. And I said, you know, I'm I'm actually considering starting more shows. And, and in fact, I plan to start more shows. And and here I am today. I have well over I think I have about 24 different podcasts that I produce today. And to be honest with you, my numbers of the Lost podcast about the same as they were before. Of course, uh, Lost hasn't really been back on a whole lot uh, since then. Uh, just a little bit of uh, the rest of the last season, um, season four. And we maintained our numbers and grew a little bit, but not a whole lot. I expect that we'll grow a lot this season. Uh, then, of course, the Grey's Anatomy show. I think we we had added maybe another thousand listeners or so. Um, our smaller shows, you know, the My Crazy Life, the Full Time Moms, the the Family from the Heart shows. Now, those shows have grown significantly as far as percentage wise, but they're still in the in the in the low thousands. Uh, and, and upper, you know, the upper of the hundred, you know, 800, 900 listener kind of range on some of the shows, some of them brand new. And so the thing is though, is, is what happened was I got to the point where I said, you know what, if I'm going to bring in a sponsor and I have to give up any of my income and this company's not going to bring me any corporate sponsors where I get any income, 
then why don't I just do this on my own? And then, of course, down the road, I finally realized it's like, you know what? I don't want to get advertisers for my show. It's too much work, as I said in the beginning. But then all of a sudden, somebody asked me this question. Cliff, where do you want to be in five years from now? And the answer to that question was immediately, well, I'd love to make a living from producing content alone. Sure, I enjoy doing podcast consulting work, and I will continue to do it. And today, I still have to do it. It's the way the bills get paid here. And and sure, I'll still continue to sell audio equipment. I think that I am the best source of audio podcasting equipment out there because you get everything you need when you call me. I mean, I I go out of my way to try to make sure that you have every cable you need and stuff like that. And 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 I have great pricing. I mean, it, it's just hands down. And that's why word of mouth is really getting out there. And I'm very busy throughout the week uh, selling this equipment. So I, I recognize that. But I would love one day to just have, you know, my income, the main source of my income be from the content that I produce. Because when I turn this microphone on and I hit the record button, I come alive. I feel like me. You know, and that's that's what I love the most. And somebody said, you know, take a step every day. Make yourself a promise that you'll take a step every day to take you closer to that goal. And that's when it just all of a sudden struck me. Wow, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And so I started to really ramp up the quality, the quantity, and consistency uh, of all of my shows. And and I started to focus and pray about how do I make money from this. And I, and it quickly came to me. It's not through. It's not going to be through advertising. It's going to be through a premium content model or partial premium content where we'd give away a lot of content for free. Like, for example, this episode coming to you for free from the podcast Answer Man. But not every episode of this podcast is free anymore. In fact, I used to have a sponsor for this show and I canceled that agreement. And I canceled it because I knew for a fact that if I get people to pay $10 a month for this show, that eventually enough, this show is enough, is, is, has enough content in, in it to be worth $10 a month just on its own. And enough people would actually eventually sign up to become a plus member of gspn.tv just for this podcast alone. And it would outweigh what I was getting from my sponsorship eventually. And and so I, I bit that bullet and I decided to go this route and that's where I'm at. And I encourage you, if you're listening to this and you get any benefit from Podcast Answer Man, please become a Podcast Answer Man Plus member or a gspn.tv Plus member. Now, for $10 a month, you get access to all of my shows every episode of every podcast that I produce. But there is some confusion I learned out there that some people think, well, I didn't want to pay the $10 a month because I don't want to feed where I'm getting all of your shows. Now, every individual show, all 24 different podcasts that I produce all have their own plus feed. So if you become a gspn.tv plus member for $10 a month, you can just subscribe to the plus feed for Podcast Answer Man and all you will get is every episode of the Podcast Answer Man. So I just want to clarify that for you out there. And trust me, uh, just because you're not listening to all the other content, I really do believe uh, that this podcast is worth the $10 a month in and of itself. But anyway, here is why I share all of that information. It is from a blog post made by Podango on their blog at InsidePodango.com, and it's from December 26, 2008 by Doug Smith. 
says, uh, here's what it says. We at Podango believe that you, our customers, are our most valuable asset. Given this belief, we have always done our best to be honest and forthright in the in our dealings with you. The current under uncertainties of the financial market has affected many of us in our many in our I'm sorry, many of us in our in this nation. I'm eventually going to learn how to read one of these days. Uh, as as of this morning, Padango is no longer immune to its effects. Our ability to continue operations past the end of this year, 2008, is in question. We do not want any of you or any of your shows to be negatively in- affected by this uncertainty, and so we are encouraging you to begin taking all necessary steps to secure your data or begin moving to another hosting provider. On Monday, we will have a more definitive direction. As of today, the last day uh, as of today, the last day to move or secure your data is December 31st. Now, again, this is being written on December 26th, the day after Christmas. Here's Here we go. RSS feeds will need to be redirected by this date as well. It is our hope that the and it is our hope that the events of the next few days will allow us to continue providing you a service based upon a subscription fee. Uh, again, we will know more Monday and you will be notified of any changes to the above plan as soon as we are made aware of them. We do apologize for the short notice uh, during a time when many of you were are very busy and didn't plan on spending this much time on your shows. We will have a link uh, in the mod, my Podango section of the podcaster's login page by Monday, which will allow you to redirect your RSS feeds off of the Podango feed to a new feed. Instructions will accompany that tool. Also, Monday, we will provide you with alternatives for host, for show hosting. Uh, inactive accounts, those without recent uploads or downloads, may already have been deleted from our system. If you need to contact us, please email us. Um, again, I personally apologize for this notice of caution. We truly appreciate your business, Douglas G. Smith, President Padengo. My friends, I am so, 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 so sorry for all the folks who are on the Padango network. The two main concerns, if I would have signed with them, my two main concerns was RSS feed confusion, you know, them having or owning some of my subscriber base. Looks to me like they they have that one covered. It is it is possible to take and do some tooling and some reconfiguring and having those who are subscribed to the Padango feeds and have it forward all of those people over to your feed. That is if they're using iTunes. Not so easy for people who are subscribed using another means. So this tool that they've got working on, not going to help for the people who are subscribed using just regular RSS readers or maybe some other podcasting softwares. iTunes is not the only service out there that provides podcasting utilities. So... Again, this is one of the things that I hated about the idea of putting any of my content relying and allowing people to subscribe to an RSS feed that was not my own. The other one, this is huge. Folks, listen to this. December 26th, you have until December 31st to remove your content. Do you guys know that I uploaded more than 650 episodes of content this year alone? 
if I were with Podango right now, I'd have to make sure that I was re-uploading 650 episodes of my content up to another media host and going in and updating 650 blog entries with new links to that new data in another podcast uh, or in my WordPress entries. Not only that, but that's for my Plus member site. Now, now I have there are some podcasts that are actually uh, linked to in at least two uh, WordPress the, uh, um, sites, and some of them like Podcast Answer Man. You know, these free episodes go into the PodcastAnswerMan.com site, the GSPN.TV site, and the GSPN.TV slash Plus Access site. So that's a lot of updating. And that has to be done, and RSS is forwarded from December 26th to the 31st. Yikes. Oh, man. And so I really, my heart goes out to the people that are with Padango. My heart goes out to Doug Smith. I, I hate to see the fact that they're they're going through this, but uh, wow. I All I can do is I can say, thank goodness, I... I I had that feeling and not not that I felt like something like this might happen. I really for me I just felt like maybe I just wasn't going to have the audience that that would uh get them motivated to go out or to allow them to have something to get um corporate sponsors uh motivated to buy advertising on my shows. So anyway, I I guess Looking back, I made the right decision, and of course now we're we are moving in a direction that that looks you know obviously I've I've got uh, 198 GSPN.TV Plus members who are paying ten dollars a month for my content at this point, you know, and of course my goal was to have 500 by the end of this year. Uh, looks like we're we'll probably end up getting the end of the year with 200, but having 200 people sign up in the first year and actually in the, just in the last couple months, it's pretty amazing. So. You know, I, I feel good about the decision that I made, and obviously, I'm, I'm happy that I made that decision. So, what are these people over here at Podango? These people that are, you know, have been using that free service, those RSS feeds, and all that other stuff. What are they going to do? And I'd love to talk to Todd Cochran right now. See, I'm going to put you on hold and see if I can get him on the line here. All right, everybody, I am back, and I have on the phone with me. Uh, or on Skype, I guess I should say, uh, Todd Cochran from over at Raw Voice and also Blueberry. And Todd, uh, welcome to the podcast, Answer Man. Well, Cliff, it's I know it's late your time because it's late my time. And uh, well, thanks for having me on the show. And I, I wish it could be under better circumstances, to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I was just sharing with my audience just how my heart is going out to uh, all the folks who have uh, basically shows hosted with Podango and and, and even my heart goes out to to Doug Smith, you know, a great yeah. guy, and 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 just hate to see this this economy hitting them and impacting them in this way. But you know, uh, it's 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 it's. In it. I'm sure there's a lot of podcasters who are on vacation, been spent time with their families. You know, I probably take a four day weekend. They're going to get home tomorrow night and open their inbox. And I I am I'm sure there are hundreds of podcasters who are just going to flip. Uh, they yeah. probably have no idea what this bombshell is about to hit them, you know? 
Exactly, exactly. Well, um, you know, obviously I've already set the the stage here of, of, you know, some of my concerns about, you know, hosting your content with somebody else, you know, basically putting it on their servers when you have a signed contract kind of thing and, and RSS feed confusion where, where basically if you're, you're participating in their network and they're throwing up RSS buttons all over the place, you never know who subscribed to what and things like that and and that was those were really big concerns of mine as a podcaster especially uh if if i'd maybe just had one show i think i might be able to deal with it but with the number of shows that i currently produce trying to keep all of that stuff straight just seemed to be such a hassle and it just for me it turned out being that i just wanted to stick on my own but uh i understand that you guys over there at raw voice are working on something uh you know even into the wee hours here of the night that you guys are planning something to help maybe help some of the folks who are obviously the announcement said uh you'll want to make arrangements by uh, december 31st to find a new home for your data yep well i guess i should preface this cliff with you know kind of the First of all, I guess the team at Raw Voice is a really, you know, we are sorry to, to read the news about Podango's uh, potential ceasing operations by the end of the year. We've always believed that uh, competition is good and encourages innovation and efficiency in the space. Um, the loss of Podango services, you know, potential loss of services, I should say that, potential loss of services and innovative capabilities are going to be really a loss to the new media Community. We also salute, of course, uh, the president, Bedango, Doug Smith, Douglas Smith, and, and and being up front, making the announcement to the podcasters, encouraging the podcasters to uh, immediately seek new hosting services. Now, I had just gotten off a we here in Hawaii. We had had a um, island wide blackout, so I was kind of clueless to what was going on. And I called uh, Angelo this morning. He's our um, lead developer at Raw Voice, and. I said, hey, what's going on? Is everything cool to the site? Any issues? You know, any major contact, uh, any major support issues come up? He says, no, but have you heard? And I said, no, heard what? And he backfilled me. And so I said, immediately, we need to um, basically get the rest of the guys on the phone. So we were able to round up, I guess, about 90% of the team. And, you know, our concern, our, our goal, or our, not our goal, our, um, the way we've always operated is we always want to make sure that the podcasters are are taken care of, and we worry about the podcasters first and the bottom line last. And I said to the guys, "What can we do immediately, you know, to help all these folks in trouble?" I said, "You know, I I can't imagine coming off of Christmas vacation and having this dropped in my lap. I think I would, you know, I would lose my mind and and not know where to start." So. Uh, what I instructed Angelo today to do today was to essentially program up a script that would allow us to um, interrogate or basically uh, read a person's RSS feed, uh, take all of the enclosure data. Now, if they've got a, the show has a hundred enclosures and all the media in it, what basically we're going to do is we're we're building a script on our site to be able to take that data and suck it in. We're just going to pull, we're going to download every one of those pieces of media and we're going to drop them up on our uh, CDN cloud, our content delivery network, who we, um, with the company we work with. And then we would provide the podcaster with a list of new URLs of where all their new, where all their media is at. And from that point, we say, hey, you got 30 days to either decide whether or not you're going to put your own blog up um, whether or not you're going to want to come over and host with us and publish with us or 
you know, whatever whatever we can do, just the main thing is give you 30 days to kind of, huh, to get a sigh of relief. No charge to them. It's uh, a compliments of, of Rob Ace and basically make it easy for them at least to get the media move. Now, because many of those shows over there do not already have their second point of presence that is their main point of presence, we can enable um, some functions within the website. We'll basically um, we'll be able to read their RSS feed and we'll be able to replicate um, what they have currently at Podango so long as all that data is in their RSS feed, um, replicate what they have over there. Um, and then if they have a domain name, we can, we can get that pointed over um, to a custom homepage for them and get them set up. And so at least they're up and running um, in a very, very short period of time. That, that is the end goal. Then if they decide, you know, two weeks from now or three weeks from now or even next week that they have had time to kind of absorb all this and make a determination that, yeah, I'd, I'd rather go this way with my show versus this way. Um, we just wanted to extend that olive branch to at least have them stay up and online as long as possible. Um, obviously, we'd love to have them as as um, as hosting customers. If they choose to stay, that's great. If they don't, um, at least we know that we've been able to um, you know help those that are in need out. I don't know how many people are out there are affected, uh, but you know we basically made a you know within like a two minute period made a decision. This is the um, this is the right thing to do. Now, I know Angelo is not done with that code. I think it's uh, 2 o'clock in the morning or something like that there on the East Coast, or maybe 1 o'clock in the morning. So I think he's went to bed. But my goal is I'm going to be up about 5 a.m. here in Hawaii, which would be about 11, um, actually 10 o'clock on the East Coast. And then we're going to have a little group meeting to see where we're, um, where we're at on that code. And then hopefully by about noon... Eastern. My goal is to have a new banner put up on the website along with a one step one, step two, step three, step four. This is what you can do to get get yourself moved and get up and online and at least starting that recovery period. Because Padango has said, let us know immediately what your new RSS feed is, and so that is a key so that people don't lose subscribers. That they let Padango what that new RSS feed is going to be, so that they can shift them. You know, put that. Uh, that redirect link in there. So when iTunes queries the uh, the feed, it says, "Oh, the new feed is here." Because if we if these folks are stuck with feeds that are, they go dead, then they're going to have to go to Apple and in iTunes are going to have to tell them, "Hey, my RSS feed has changed, and it could take a week to you know every that has to be done manually on Apple's side." Yep. And it's the holidays, yeah. so. They're probably understaffed. Yeah, not, not only that, but when it's not holidays, uh, the the staffing department in the podcast uh, center, I don't think it's that that highly staffed anyway. I don't think so. So I think it is. It, it takes forever just to to have any kind of service done on your podcast in the directory listing there. Uh, yeah. No matter what time of the year, but uh, and 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 you can probably tell me this uh, more better than I would know. But as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, with this feed confusion, a lot of people always say, well, you can always do the redirect. Um, I just want to remind folks out there um, that that Apple does not own podcasting. And so right. not not everybody uses iTunes. So so and, and this is this is one of those things to be thinking of when you actually decide where does my RSS feed live? Who owns that? Where how much control do I always maintain over my RSS feed? 
Uh, it's something to think about because I, like you guys said it and, and like Podango is going to have, there, there, there's some scripting that can be done to do this thing called a redirect inside the RSS feed that tells iTunes that the feed needs to be changed in the subscription. But, but it's it, only iTunes. But it's only <laughs> iTunes. And there are a lot of right. people who are, believe it or not, a lot of people are subscribed to podcasts using Google Reader, um, mm-hmm. NetVibes, um, and all yeah. these other places. And, and no, those, those are going dead. Yep. Those podcasters, the first thing they should do immediately is put up a new post on Padango said, we are moving. Yes. <laughs> you will find out where I am going to be by going here. But if they don't know where that here is, how can they make that post? That is exactly correct. So my suggestion to those folks out there, and as much as I have reservations about FeedBurner, immediately sign up for a FeedBurner account. Tell everyone, this is where the new feed is going to be. Attach that RSS feed at Padango to that feed burner feed. Then you get everyone in the mindset, it's moving. It's going here. This is where the new feed will be. At least it will be in their reader when they go up to look at Oh, something has changed. Mm-hmm. I need to change this URL in, in the in the RSS client that I have to this feed burner feed. Now, it may still point back at Padango, but at least when they get moved, they can update it to where they have moved to so that at least now they have control of their RSS feed. That's one of the features we offer is that we never want to have control of anybody's RSS feed. We want them to go over and get a feed burner account and have them set that up or wherever they may be if it's on their own domain. Make sure that they control that so that when they want to move somewhere, if they're on, a, if they're on Blueberry hosting with us and two months later they say, oh, man, I, this, I need to go somewhere else, they can move and it's transparent. Yes. And all they have to do is change that, go into their account at FeedBurner, change the RSS out from what it was to what it is, and you don't lose anybody. Exactly. I, it's one of, you, some, many people have reservations of FeedBurner, but uh, it's one of the reasons why in all my consulting work, every consulting client I have, they have a FeedBurner account as well as all 24 of my own podcasts. All of them have uh, feed burner accounts and, and I host everything on my own site. So I have my own RSS feeds, but, uh, but I, I do love the transparency. I, I've obviously moved my domains around so that, that right. it, it's been very helpful for me. But uh, again, I just want to point out to folks, if you, if you happen to have a Podango account and I know a couple hundred of our listeners do, um, what you will want to do is even if you get this transparent RSS feed uh, redirect for iTunes working, you're still going to want to release, a even if it's a short five-minute audio ep- episode or a five-minute video episode of your podcast saying, hey, let me just explain to you what's happened here and let you know if you have any questions, if all of a sudden within you know the next two weeks, whenever you, however often your shows are, if you notice that you're not getting new updates, Email me personally. Here's how you contact me. We will get you set back up. But you know, Cliff, here's here's the here's the fact of the matter. Yep. People are going to lose subscribers. Yes. There's there's usually just no if and buts around it. Um, people can do what they can do, but people may not load their newsreader. They you know, and all of a sudden, boom, they're gone, and uh, that's tough. It's really tough. I get. Um. If it was I <laughs> faced with this, I would get a copy of my current RSS feed uh, from Bedango. I would have that saved on a hard drive someplace, so at least you have what they have. If there's no way of exporting that data, 
because at least if you have that, many of the services like us can read that file and suck that data in. All we really need to know is where it's at. and We can load it up on a server someplace and just pull from that file, um, get that RSS feed, and you know get your content safe. Now, I think the challenge is going to happen to a lot of the folks on Podango, and correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Podango drop a pre-roll on most of those podcasts i i know that they that is that is their they do dynamically insert uh content and so if that, that's one of the things i guess what what they'll probably i, I mean they, i mean Podango are they're not the bad people here uh so right. so i'm sure that if you have pre-rolls run on your content at this point and and you've got anything going out there uh, you you probably be able to make a call into whoever it is that that's doing that for you. Have them shut off the pre roll so that when somebody like uh, your new host, if it happens to be Raw Voice or Blueberry or whoever it happens to be, yep. it, whoever you know, I, I think Libsyn has some of this ability as well. But whoever it is, when they go and suck down all of your data and put it on your new host, um, you want to make sure that they're sucking down that data um, without pre rolls automatically yeah. inserted. Um, and of course, I just want to say that this is a good point to say um, it, uh, one of the things that you'll want to be doing as a podcaster, especially for those of you who are just now getting into podcasting and you only got seven or eight episodes. Uh, if you're not doing this already, you have to go out and get yourself an external drive. You'll want to create a folder on your desktop or in your My Documents, and every time you upload an episode to your hosting account, you'll also want to keep a copy of that on your on your actual computer's hard drive, and then you'll want to get some kind of cheap backup software to where it's backing up data onto an external drive. And I would even go so far as to say, if you really like your podcast content, uh, why not even get an online backup service as well to to just have some redundancy there. I've got my, uh, I got a folder that says 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008. All the episodes are there. They're at S3 Amazon being as a, as a storage place just to store, and they're also on external. Because once you create that content, it's, you know, it's, that you want to protect it. Well, that's exactly it. Would you yeah. believe I have over 1,250 episodes now <laughs> sitting here right in front of me? Yeah, that's, you know, it's, that's my you just life. think about a heart. You think about a hard drive go bad and just, oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, you know, Cliff, I, I, you know, I guess if anyone has any questions and, I, you know, I, I, you, you hate – and I, the last thing we want to come across as is being in the ambulance chasing mode. It's absolutely not the case. But I guess we want to try to extend a lifeline and try to help as much as possible um, to the folks that are in trouble um, there's lots of other great hosting services out there as well. You know, folks over at Libsyn do a great job. Um, I don't know who else is really left besides us and them. Um, but you know, just you know, check your options out, figure it out. If, if you have any questions, people can uh, definitely email me. Uh, my email address is CEO. Again, it's CEO at rawvoice.com. And if I can answer your questions, I got a team member that can. And we'll do whatever we can to help people out. I know people are going to be frantic. And so we're going to try to make it as easy as possible and give them a tutorial. Um, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be after the fact. I'm sure a lot of these people are going to go to their website and say, oh, 
where's my stuff and it's that's when it's going to that's when it's going to get even worse yeah and 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 just so folks know and 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 people know me um you know this this definitely isn't any sort of amblin chasing thing matter of fact todd did not contact me i contacted him and 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 just to show you the the balance of of the coverage here i i'm not a raw voice customer i i've been i've been with lipson since december of 2005 and todd todd's quite aware of that and he's a great guy and and we're good friends and uh we we always chat at at uh the podcasts when we run into each other and uh that's one of the things i love about todd and 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 stuff like that is is even though i'm not one of his customers i'm not affiliated with them and i'm as independent as independent can be out here uh he still takes the time to say yeah I'll, i'll talk and and let's Let's do it, and, it, and it's really the reason why I wanted to have you on, Todd, is because it is for the benefit of the people. I, I have listeners I know who are personally going to be affected by this. In fact, yeah. a lot of those people started looking into Podango back about a year and three months ago when I started looking at Podango. And so, you know, I, I just wanted to let people know what some of those options are and stuff like that. And, and I heard, I saw your Twitter message earlier and, and saw that you guys are going to be working through the night on some tools. Well, I, I want to finish things off here uh, on a, a little bit more of maybe a lighter note. Uh, and I know that you and I uh, have have both left some comments on uh, Michael W. Gohagen's blog <laughs> entry where he ta- he's a great guy, isn't he? Uh, yeah. But and and anyway, he's not here to defend himself. But that, that's okay, uh, Michael. If you're listening, you always have an open chair here. Uh, give me a call, email me. You know how to get a hold of me, uh, and and I'll bring you on as well. But uh, boy, he just will not let go of this podcasting is dead thing. I, you know, I I don't know what it is to be honest with you. And you know, a lot of people have gotten scared of the word podcasting, and um. I don't know. Raw voice. We continue to embrace the embrace the word podcasting. We see podcasts continue to grow. Uh, we see continue to see advertising bias. Matter of fact, I got quarter one two thousand nine advertising insertion orders. Looking over the numbers, they look as good as quarter four. We don't see a great increase from over from over quarter four to quarter one oh nine. Uh, but you know, let's be honest. You know, I expected it to go down, and it didn't. So I'm pretty happy that the the dollars are there in quarter one or what they were in quarter four. So that gave me kind of confidence that, hey, the advertisers still really understand the value of, of the content and are willing to, to invest there. The audience members are surely there. You know, I just did this 24-hour podcast. We had 15,800 people that tuned in uh, for that event and over a 24-hour period. So podcasting is not dead there's it's just impossible to even to say that it may not be exactly what people thought it would be right but um we had a banner year in 2008 i can't yeah. i can't even you know comprehend what it is is everyone thought that we that they were going to get rich quick uh-huh. and just like anything else anything you do in this world no one gets rich quick. You have to work like a dog. Yeah. And if you don't work, you know, it's just like this is, you know, it's a job for you. This is a job for me. And uh, you live, breathe this 24-7. I live, breathe it 24-7. Um, you know, Cliff, my podcast pays my rent, pays, mm-hmm. puts the food on the table. I take no salary from Raw Voice, none. I take no salary whatsoever. So my podcast supports me in right. Hawaii. So – 
you know, I walk the walk and talk the talk. Right. And podcasting is not dead. No, that that's that's exactly it. Now, in in fairness to 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 Michael, um his his post is regarding a presentation he did that he calls podcasting in de- is dead. Now, I've listened to that presentation and and I don't even think the title of that po- that presentation was called podcasting is dead. Uh now he did reference in that that session that that the that podcasting is dead and he he says we need to quit calling our pod selves podcasters i think even uh our good friend uh jason van orden van orden says listen you gotta understand you quit calling yourself a podcaster and it's like you know that you're you're only making things worse and and uh you know some yeah. other people have gotten out there and, and it's it's i guess maybe it's real easy if you want to get some attention brought to yourself just tell everybody podcasting's dead and you get people talking about you but the but the truth is 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 his in in defense to my comment on his blog michael says you know hey my my pot, my my session if you listen to it is actually more optimistic than the title actually leads and i'm totally cool with that except for the fact is is that he's actually he's he's more in my mind he's more of a blogger here on his blog you know, yeah. M- mgwblog.com. And there are a lot of people who are reading his blog that aren't listening to all his content, all of his That's audio. Right. And so he comes out and, and one of the things he says, he says, two years ago, people railed against me for my quote unquote podcasting is dead presentation. I'm not sure how many people, how many more examples I need to point to until folks realize that I was dead on. You are in the media business. Forget quote unquote podcasting that is so 2005 (laughs) oh man well well you know we are in the media business and we are you know i i like to i like to the thing i tell podcasters today and i see this you know we we have a great uh, stat system and i'm privy to a lot of information a lot of people aren't i get to see really a cross-section of data that flows across uh, literally thousands of shows and here's what i see and it follows something. And I'm going to bring in a, one of the superstars out there, Leo Laporte, said in a keynote that I heard him speak at. He says, if you're podcasting, you need to be blogging. If you're blogging, you need to be video casting. If you're video casting, you need to be audio podcasting. If you're audio podcasting, you need, you know, basically, you better be doing a trifecta. You better right. be doing all three because some people like to listen, some people like to watch, some people like to read. Unless you're doing all three, um, you're not effectively hitting all of your um, audience target. So it's, I think it's important for people that are out there that are creating media, and this is what podcasting really is. And if you really look at the term podcasting, it's more the way the uh, media is delivered, if we really want to get to a technical sense. People have been creating content on the internet for a long time, but if people do a trifecta approach, I think they're, they're what they'll see is um, they are in the media business and they have to, you know, produce media, and and that means do it in all all modes. Yeah, um, it, it may not hit everything that uh, Michael was trying to say there, but yeah, I, I, th- I think that sums up what his his session said, but it doesn't mm-hmm. sum up what his blog entry said. I see. You see what that that's what I was just taking in, issue with. And, uh, you know, I, I like I said, I, I've met I've met Michael as well at, at various Great podcasts. Guy. Great guy. Um, and, and, and of course, very much a podcaster himself. So 
without us without a doubt and and I don't believe for a second that he really believes podcasting is dead but I I do believe that he feels like the the, the word podcasting and and the mechanism is, is it had too much of a focus on it and 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 people out there are saying you know oh well, we just need to start a podcast and it's like eh. but but you know what I I I'm still Personally, you know, obviously you're aware of some of the stuff that I do because you see me on Twitter and stuff like that. And we talk uh, at podcasts. But uh, I I pretty much see myself as I do see myself as a digital content uh, maker. But I'm very much a podcaster at heart. I mean, my my true love is syndicated content via RSS. Absolutely. Because that's where I grew my that's where I grew my community. And so when you know you were talking about target audience, well my target audience is my community. It, it's yeah. the people who found me. So right. so my target audience isn't outside my own bubble. My my target audience are the people who are already listening. And so so many people and, and that's why I, I really personally and and i am not opposed to advertising and sponsorship in fact i'm still quite open to to negotiations if people want to seek me out for that mm-hmm. but i'm no longer seeking them for advertising because you know my my audience isn't seeking advertising they're seeking content right. from me and right. what i decided to do a long time ago is that i still survey my audience but instead of surveying them to learn more about them that might be appealing to a sponsor I started surveying them to learn more about them and what they want from me. And that right. that's what I started focusing on. And then all of a sudden, my target audience was building relationships with the people who are already listen, listening. And to be honest with you, I've only got, you know, I've only got the same number of hours in a day that everybody else does. So my goal, and it's a lofty goal at that is to actually build a relationship one on one with as many people who, who will have a relationship with me one on one and also to extend that relationship to where I'm connecting other people I'm connected to with other people I'm connected to that share those same passions. And so to build this community and I've already got, I mean, even with the small number of subscribers, which are in the tens of thousands, even with the small number of subscribers, I still have more than I've already, I've, I still got a big, huge, gigantic harvest field of plugging people in with each other. Right. Even without growing. And the the truth is, is that if I continue to build those relationships, even though I am mainly focusing on podcasting, those people are going to eventually get so they're, they're what what Seth Godin will call raving fans that they will bring other people to podcasting. True. So that I, that's the approach that I take. I had a, a during my twenty four hour podcast uh, last weekend. I had a discussion with a fourteen year old podcaster that's homeschooled. He does a podcast uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, he's out in Utah, and, and basically, I wanted to have him on because I wanted to find out what he was doing, what he was talking about, and basically just kind of you know uh, give him some tips and also to, you know help connect him to some other people and. And, you know, we talked uh, quite a bit on the show. We had him on for about, uh, about 30 minutes, I guess. And I, I asked him, I said, you know, what, what is your audience size today? And I said, you know, don't be afraid to tell me what the number is because the, the number is really not important. And that kind of took him by surprise. And he says, well, why are you asking me what the number is? I said, well, just, you know, tell me what the number is. He told me. I said, now, I want you to think about this. How many 14-year-olds get the opportunity to address the number of people that you just told me on a daily basis and he kind of like i heard him on the other side of the phone kind of did one of those epiphany moments like yeah you're right and i said see your friends 
don't reach that many people on a daily basis, but you do. I said, so it's not about the um, it's it's not about the numbers. It's it's who you're reaching. Exactly. And you know, most CEOs of a company will not reach the number of people, Cliff, that you're going to reach through this show in a single setting or on a weekly basis. They have a you know, their little inner staff, so. I've always said the numbers of listeners are not important. It's exactly that. It's exactly who you're reaching and, and how you're reaching them. Exactly. You know, yeah. And and, yeah. and and for me, what I discovered about myself this year is I've uh, decided to pursue this full-time as a career is that uh, I found that my real purpose and goal in life is to encourage and inspire other people to live a more balanced life. When, and one of the things, I don't even know if you know this about me, but uh, many of my listeners know is that I used to be a pastor. And uh, I used to do that by vocation. I was an insurance agent full time and, and did ministry uh, in my spare time uh, for, for many years. And I, I always dreamed one day of doing full time ministry, actually leaving my insurance career behind and doing ministry full time. And well, guess what? I am doing it. Right. You know, and, and I'm doing it in a more effective way than I could have ever. If I now I never did want to be the head pastor of a church. But here here's the thing. And and I don't say this to, to, to brag or anything, but I am literally reaching more people on a daily basis than any pastor out there with the exception of a couple churches that actually have millions of members to their church. Yep. So, I mean, it, it's just... It's it's just astounding to me, and of course, my my main desire is again that it's that it's not just to have people listen to me blab all the time, but I really I want to impact people's lives. I want to inspire them. I want to encourage them. I want to educate them on on just about anything as far as leading a more balanced life. And and of course, I need help doing that myself. I need accountability and and people to remind me that I promised that I myself that I was going to work out five days a week, and my community is there to do that for me. And and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it's all reciprocal, and and uh, that's the big thing that I've tried to tell people. They ask, you know, Cliff, what makes it so? You know, how do you grow your audience and and stuff like that? It's like you connect with them. You connect with them, learn who they are, and stuff like that. And I and I believe in the in the method of, of building community. Actually, means one relationship at a time. Here in Hawaii, we have this term, and I don't know if you've listened to one of my shows or not before, but. Um here in Hawaii, the term ohana is uh, translated into English as family. But it's it's um, when someone says, you're part of my ohana here in Hawaii. If a Hawaiian or a local person in Hawaii says, you're part of my ohana, that is almost like a reach out, grab them, and kiss them, and hug them, and brother, sister, auntie, uncle type of ohana. It's that type of a tight relationship. And... The way I approach my audience is as much the same you do, is that um, every one of the listeners that listen to my audience, I consider part of my ohana. So as I'm addressing or, or talking or you know doing my dissertation during my show, I always keep in mind that if there were 25 people in the room here with me, um, we would be talking story, and it would be kind of the Hawaiian ohana type of way. And... Um, so that's the approach I've always had, and it's it's the same thing, uh, just a little in the Hawaiian kind of spirit way. It's it's it is spiritual, yet at the same time, it's it's just deep rooted, deep thing. And I tried to help kind of explain that to people, but unless you come to Hawaii and experience someone giving you a good old big old Hawaiian hug and a big kiss on the cheek, it's 
and we I'm not saying we don't do that in the lower 48 or outside of Hawaii as well, but it's just kind of special um, the way the Hawaiians do it, and I've tried to embrace that in in my personal podcast, and also the way we do business too. So we try to do that with the, that's one of the reasons why when we started the company that um, we always wanted to make the podcasters first. And uh, you know, had this saying: "Podcasters do the work; podcasters get paid." And that you know, that may not be from a pure financial point, but it's you know, again, going along the lines that you're talking about: spiritual, adding the different values to reaching their audiences, giving them the tools that they need, and so forth. And I think it's part of the reasons why today we've never had to take any venture capital; we've been able to be profitable. Um, really from not necessarily day one, but this is, you know, we're, we're, we're a profitable company right now. And, you know, even if all income dried up tomorrow and we are a company that's in business to make money, um, and although money is not the most important thing, we could go 18 months easily with, um, you know, with, if the, if the cash reserves dried up to, or if the income dried up tomorrow, and I, you know, I, and I feel bad for the folks over there at Padango. I just, I just, oh, my heart really goes out to him. So I don't know if there's anything I can do for any of your audience members, Cliff, or anything I can do for you, you know, feel free to holler anytime. And, um, and all we can do is just hope and pray that, uh, they come to a good decision over there at Padango and, and hopefully they find the tools they need to stay in business. And, uh, and there's, you know, there's plenty of time to have competition later. It's right now it's about building companies. I just, I hope they find a way to, uh, to keep it together. Absolutely. Well, Todd, thank you very much uh, for coming on the show. And uh, folks, thank you for tuning into an especially long episode of the podcast, Answer Man. Uh, Just real quickly want to remind you that my CES coverage is coming up here uh, just over a week from now. Uh, I will be heading to Vegas and bringing you content. It'll be exclusively at podcastanswerman.com. And so I encourage you to uh, stay tuned to Podcast Answer Man from uh, January 7th through the 11th. And, of course, uh, plenty of content probably still being released uh, beyond that date when I get back into town and can process a little bit more of it. Also, want to remind everybody on January 31st, all the way, all day, Wednesday, starting at 12.01 a.m., ending at uh, the new year, basically when the ball drops on uh, Times Square, we will be recording uh, live on the internet, gspn.tv slash live, 24-hour podcast marathon, celebrating three years of podcasting here at gspn.tv, and also my first full year podcasting as a career. So I hope you guys will be able to join us. Todd, thank you again uh, for um, joining me for this episode. And again, where where can people email you if they wanted to ask you any questions about Raw Voice? Again, thanks, Cliff. They can find me at CEO at rawvoice.com or come over to rawvoice.com or you just join one of our communities and, uh, you know, send us a contact email as well. Okay, very good. And that's R-A-W-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Right. All right. Thank you very much. You guys have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.